Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Milwaukee, start your engines. It's time to talk all things racing. NASCAR, IndyCar, trucks, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show with Steve Zaki, Dennis Michelson, and Laurie Monroe from Racetalkradio.com. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. Driven by the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. Now, from the David Hobbs Honda Studios, it's Final Inspection on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Here's Steve Zaki. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Make sure you get out there this weekend. A lot of stuff happening out there. Beautiful weather and a lot of stuff going on out there. Jeff Orlowski at the Dragway, so make sure you get out there. And also maybe buy a Honda, too, if you want this weekend. David Hobbs Honda is always having sales, and, of course, we appreciate their support of the show. Joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline is Robin Miller from NBC Sports and Racer Magazine. Welcome to the show, Robin. Steve, how are you? I'm doing excellent, especially after last week up at Road America. Uh, of course, we've had this conversation before. <clears throat> Should be at Milwaukee Mile, but we love both tracks just the same. But uh, what was your thoughts uh, of the Kohler Grand Prix? I mean, it looked like it was going to be Team Penske all the way, and then look at that. Scott Dixon comes away with the win. Well, I think the thing that's so – if you know, the people go there – and a lot of them go for three days, and the ones that don't. I think what's always good about going, whether it was State Fair Park or Road America, the people in Wisconsin get it. They they follow the series. They know the drivers. They know strategies. And I think they had to be pretty entertained the year before because even though Will Power was pretty much checked out, the race from 2nd to 14th was as good as you'll see. And I think this year was even better. I think the racing was good all the way through the pack. Plus, you had New Garden. You have two cars at the end of at the end of a two-hour race that are separated by a half a car length. I mean, what else do you want? I mean, you can't ask for anything better, I don't think. And obviously, Dixon got one really good break when he was on reds and the yellow came out, and Joseph was on blacks. But um, I just think that it's it's unbelievable that it took us so long to go back there because that is the best road course in North America. And the fans are the best. They come out. And I think I did a little story on Monday. I called George Brugenthal's Monday morning. I said, is the $100 ticket making a comeback next year? He goes, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I think you saw the same thing I did. Because mm-hmm. Whenever we talk about a crowd and say, well, there was only 30, you know, we were talking about how there weren't as many people there as there were the year before. And yet it still had, it still had close to 35,000 people. And it's going to be one of the two or three best crowds of the year other than the Indy 500. That goes to show you 
I think what that hundred dollar ticket did. I, I think I know a lot of I know some people in Cincinnati, Indianapolis, younger people that didn't come because that wasn't available. So I think anytime you can get thirty five thousand is great, but I think you'll see close to fifty again next year because they're going to bring that ticket back. Yeah, I think so. I thought the Saturday crowd was real strong. The, the camping keeps getting bigger and bigger, and I think you know the the the, the like like you said, the people are there for three days. That remains strong. It's that Sunday crowd that they need to prop up, and I think yeah, I think the hundred dollar ticket is definitely the way to go. It, it, well, think uh, about this: a hundred bucks, and you get to see what, what you get to see seven races yeah. one day and six six or seven, and it you don't have to pay to park, and you can walk through the paddock. That's why I noticed. That's why I know I knew it was down on Thursday when I got there, and I saw. There, there wasn't Thursday and Friday and Saturday. The, the paddock just didn't have the people it had the year before. Sunday was a little better, but um, like I said, I think they realized, okay, we're going back to that. That was a good deal. That's probably the best deal in motorsports, 100 bucks for four days of Road America. Let's go back to that ticket. Why didn't IndyCar get a third manufacturer in the series? Why weren't they able to get that Why? deal done? Well, I... We've heard every, you know, we've heard everywhere from Lamborghini to mm-hmm. uh, was Volkswagen, and then Volkswagen got in trouble. Right. Lamborghini was, you know, I mean, it, those are the two we kept hearing. I don't know. I just think uh, it's a pretty big investment, and if you're already involved in racing and you're involved in drag racing or you're involved in NASCAR and you're trying to re- look at your return on your investment, I mean, I think all those those are all tough questions that you got to ask. An answer, and, you know, as good as the racing is in IndyCar, I mean, we get excited when we have 600,000 people watch us on cable, and that, that's a good number for cable, but, you know, NASCAR gets $3 million right. on a cable on, on, on NBC Sports Network. So it's it's an uphill battle, I think, Steve, for for sponsorships and, and, and certainly to get that third engine manufacturer. It would be great because you'd finally have somebody else to come in and, and hopefully spend some money and they wouldn't be Lotus. They'd be somebody that was exactly. really a powerhouse that could make a difference. Because well, right now, the, the the tough thing is, it's so the the financial pyramid of IndyCar racing is upside down. It costs so much money, and they race for so little money. It's it's absurd. Mm-hmm. And I, I you know you look back at the '60s and '70s, guys made as much money as the guys make today to win a race. I mean, think of that. And, it's, you know, and unfortunately, it's the same way in in, in a lot of sports, including uh, the, some of the short tracks in the Midwest. Here, it just the, the prize money isn't where it should be, unfortunately. Sure. And well, I, getting that, th- I think uh, somebody wrote an article on it. I wasn't wasn't sure it was you, but it makes sense about you know getting that third manufacturer because we go through this every March and April about getting the thirty three and then getting bumping. And I think what the, what the problem is with the two manufacturers. It's so hard going from 22, 23, 24 cars getting up to that 33 number. And then if you want to get up to 36, it's just hard with the two current manufacturers involved from the, to make that big jump. Well, and the other thing is, let's be honest. If you don't have 40 or 42 or 45 cars going for 33 spots, who cares if there's 35 guys? If 35 cars show up, start them all. They make $200,000 to finish last. Who cares? It makes no big, it's no big deal. When you have different cars, different engines, and 40 or 45 people going for 33 spots, then there's, then you be, then you have the three great events. You have pole day, bump day, and race day. And that's what Indy, Indy always was. And now it's, it's basically race day. So, but 
I don't care if there's 33 or 34 or 35 cars. I mean, it it, it doesn't hold the same. The drama of making that race and it, it, the little teams, you know, the Ted Prappas of the world that would make the race at the last minute or Bob Harkey or Eldon Rasmussen or whoever it was back in, in the day, that was their that was almost their season just to make the race. And it was so cool to see that happen. So I think, will an engine manufacturer help the numbers? Absolutely. Would we get to 28 full-time cars again? Possibly. But think about it, Steve. There's three guys that own more than half the field. One of them's 80 years old. One of them's probably going back to three cars next year, maybe two. And the other one, I have no idea how Michael Andretti pulls off four cars. And I think Rally Cross and Formula E must keep him going because getting car owners is going to be the biggest challenge. You know, everybody says, well, you got Mike Shank and you got Ricardo Uncos and, and, you know, you got the car owner guy down in Florida and he's going to jump in. Well, just because they ran the Indy 500 or they're, or they're talking about run, running the Indy car series, it's still a huge commitment. It's still a lot of money. And a lot of, and this, I don't know, when you see Roger Penske funding two of his four cars and you see Chip Ganassi, is it, camp, is it Camping World's his series now? Are his sponsor now the rest of your camp? I mean, mm-hmm. he, went from, he went from 10 or $20 million a year from Target, $10 million a car, to whatever he could get now. And it's not big, it's not big money, but you're not going to get big money. I mean, I think A.J. Foyt, I think ABC Supply may be the best sponsorship in the paddock year in and year out. I think yeah, I think I think you're correct on that point. Uh, we're, we're coming up on uh, Iowa, the Iowa Corn, and this is a this is a track and it's a race. The people out there are so nice. I mean, you go out there, everybody greets you with a smile. They they, they love you when you come to the track. Everybody smiles, especially the the people that work at the track in there. And it, it's some good racing too. And w- what's your opinion on uh, the upcoming Iowa race? Well, it used to be. I mean, I just hope it's not. I just hope. Based on what the test was last week, I hope it's not what everybody's act, acting like it is. I mean, you know, drivers are the first ones to say, ah, oh, it's going to be a terrible race, nobody's going to pass, and then it turns out to be a great kick-ass race half the time. But I was interesting, Steve, because when, when they first started having IndyCar races, they had to bring in extra grandstands because there were so many people. But the crowd has really fallen off the last two or three years. So, again, I think a Sunday night race is insane. It's like having Milwaukee at four o'clock in the afternoon. Yep. These people, are you are you kidding me? Who the hell is going to show up at a four o'clock race and drive any distance and get home at one in the morning and get them to go to work? They're not going to do it. So, the number one thing I think Jay Fry has on his plate is to get the schedule. You know, give give the mechanics a break. Try and get Detroit moved. Don't have a race the week after ending. If you do, let's make it an oval. End the season on an oval, but don't start races at four or five o'clock on a Sunday afternoon in Iowa. That that is. You know, people say, well, yeah, Miller, you work for NBC. It's their fault. It's their TV. I think we could have had the 1 o'clock slot that, that next uh, Sunday, too, instead of the 5 o'clock slot. I don't know who made the decision, but I know this. That has not helped the crowd. I think it's hurt the crowd um, a lot more than it's helped it, having a 5 o'clock race. I, lo- I, I said, I was talking to Jimmy Smalls last year. I said, go back, to, go to Friday night. Who cares? Run your race on Friday night. It's fine. There, there'll be a good crowd there. Because that race under the lights is pretty spectacular. It is. It's fantastic. And I, I always tell people, you know, if you have the opportunity to stand inside turn one and see those cars dive in, and it seems like they're going downhill, which they are, I guess, going into turn one, it's a spectacular sight. That uh, It's one of the best in the IndyCar racing, I think. Almost as good as the cars going into turn five at Road America. Uh, one, one other mo- oval to talk about, and that's Gateway. And I always tell people, I say, well, 
Milwaukee, if you can bring Milwaukee back, I mean, if they can bring Gateway back, you can bring the mile back. But uh, they're, they're certainly doing things right at Gateway. They're doing it small. First year, they brought in a couple regional series, and they're, they're kind of growing the schedule piece by piece. Now, they, they had a setback earlier at the test this year with the paving, and they're repaving the track, which I, I got to you know tip a hat to them to making the investment to make sure uh, it'll be a good race uh, coming up in September. Well, they, they cut so many tires down in the test. I mean, they just couldn't, and they tried grinding it. They tried different compounds, and it wouldn't work, so they had to repave it. So people say, well, they didn't repave it for the truck race. Well, it's a different tire, it's a different mm-hmm. car, and the trucks, I think the trucks and the stock cars just beat the hell out of the surface of a racetrack, so it's a completely different argument. I just know that Curtis and his people have they've gone out of their way to pursue IndyCar for the last three years to get this race, and they've got the time slot late August that they want. They had a damn good crowd for the truck race, and I think they're hopeful they can get twenty or 25,000 people for the IndyCar race, and people go, well, geez, twenty or 25,000. Well, guess what? Twenty or 25,000 for an oval race in IndyCar nowadays is a damn good crowd. And, I, you know, people have to be realistic. That's mm-hmm. a lot of people. So uh, I just hope that the track gets cured, the tires are good, and it's, they have some – I hope the tires go off like they usually do some, at, at some ovals and you just don't have you – just, you just can't afford to have another Phoenix. You cannot have a parade of nobody passing anybody and the, and the fastest car can't lap the slowest car. You can't have that. Final question. This is a real serious one. You're in a Holiday Inn pool. It's about 1964, and you got a chicken fight going on. You got AJ Foyt, Judd Larson, Ronnie Dooman, and let's see who was another tough guy, Johnny White. Who, who are you picking? Well, Foyt knocked Johnny White over a toolbox at Terre Haute, so he's out. Okay. I think probably Judd Larson probably looked like to me the toughest guy of them all. I mean, AJ. I think AJ and Judd Larson would have been a hell of a fight, and you have to throw Pardelli in there too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, those guys, those three, you know, I, not a lot of guys mess with them because I think, you know, all I had to do is look at them and think, I don't think so. That's nine miles of bad road. I don't want to get in that deal. Sorry. <laughs> well, Dooman was a tough guy, too, because he helped set up um, Absolutely. Pat Vidan's uh, gym in, down in Indy back in the day. So he was a tough one. Yep. Robin well, was, had a bull shoulder, big, he's a strong yep. guy. Absolutely. And I think he did some boxing too, uh, along with Bob Harkey back in the day. So, Robin, right. we uh, none, none of today's drivers have ever been in a fight except Will Power. Do you know that today's <laughs> Indy Car lineup? Will Power is the only guy that's ever been in a fight, and he used to fight all the time when he was a teenager. So he is by far seated number one in today's drivers. I, I will agree with that, Robin. We certainly appreciate you taking time out, and uh, make sure you read read his stuff at Racer dot com, and we'll look for you uh, coming up at the next uh, Indy Car race on NBC Sports. Enjoy it anytime, CBC, buddy. All right, thanks. Robin Miller, NBC Sports. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.